0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cantina MX Football Podcast. We are back. And boy, oh, boy, do we have quite a show for you tonight. We have Jornada 7 results, some drama, some calls overturned, some refereeing going on, some racist remarks, and some more letdowns. But before I go any further, let's welcome everyone to the show. How are we doing, everyone?
1: Hola, hola. I'm doing good, man. Greetings, Cheekies and Jaime. Glad yeah, to be back.
0: It's the three amigos back in action. Yes. And yeah, man. we had quite a bit of interesting events happen since our last episode. uh I'm gonna go with going chronological order. uh Tigres had a makeup game against Cruz Azul. And they lost 2-0. That was an old, old fixture. And uh, and then shortly after on Thursday, Atletico San Luis beat the Santos who were in really good form. Um, but more importantly, there was an incident on the field. Uh, I guess a ball boy was refusing to give the ball to uh, to Santos. Uh, there was an altercation. The, one of the Santos players uh, pushed the ball boy and, uh, eventually there was a fight that broke out and one of the players from Santos made some accusations saying that, uh, somebody from Atlético San Luis said some racist remarks and racism needs to stop. And this is unacceptable. And, uh, yeah, some heavy accusations guys.
1: And, and wasn't in that, they a, I think it was the, um, one of the head guys, uh, from Grupo Legi, or who was it? They went up to the ref and said, You better put that in your in your match report, or else you're gonna regret it.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, was it, was it, uh, damn, Iñeretu, or what is that dude's name?
2: Iñaragi.
1: Oh, Iñagori. Yeah. What's damn, man. We're, we're like pochos, right? I can't even. <laughs> can even Spanish.
2: Keep. Oh, Ida, Ida Ragori. Yeah. Right.
1: Ida
2: Ragori, the chairman yeah, of the board. It's
1: like a Basque last name. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he threatened. So, I mean, I haven't heard much more on that, but I'm not sure he got, if it got caught on, on tape.
0: Yeah, and that's the biggest question mark about all of this. It's more of a he say, she say type of situation where, I mean, these are some heavy accusations, you know, going on. Uh, There was uh, one of the teammates from Santos had a, you know, at the end of the game had a press conference, and he's like, hey, he's like too, he's in the locker room crying right now. He's even too embarrassed to, like, you know, talk to you guys. He's like, but this needs to stop. This is unacceptable. Uh, uh, His teammate's from Brazil. I I forgot his name, but I was like, damn, man, like, what happened? You know, this is is a Thursday game, you know, it was like, (laughs) It's just one of those, you know, San Luis in in really good form lately and, and Santos were in good form lately and, you know, a couple red cards and fight broke out. It's just all hell broke loose.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, one of those games, man.
2: This so, sort of, this reminded me of like uh, the old, uh, I think, I don't know if it was the origination of the tres, tres Porchis muscle, <laughs> but it was it was one of the uh, the things. I think it was uh, el científico. What is what is that guy's name? He used to play with America. Is it, is it el científico? No, it's el científico. Oh,
1: that was his nickname, el científico del gol, or something like that.
2: Yeah, I forget. I don't. What's I might be wrong. Like a striker. Not... Yeah, he was is, he is a striker, and he he um, he was with America, or he might have been with. Uh, he used to play with america and then he went over to it might have been santa and i can't even remember this is bad but anyway he, he made a, a claim as well as, of like some racist remarks and um and then somebody else made a thing like you know you don't you don't expose what we what we say on the field because all kinds of like crude insults and things are said on the field um, but apparently in this case um uh, I think it was one of the U23 players who was doing ball boy duty <laughs> and uh and uh he didn't give the ball to him and he put shoved the ball boy and then there was like this whole scuffle and there's video of it and and on twitter like okay this is what happened a racist remark was 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 given and they sh- and they put the video as if okay like I'm listening for it and I don't hear anything um so I'm uh. like why put the video if if you know, it's, it sounds like you're tweeting something where the video contains the proof, but it doesn't. Um, there's a bunch of yelling and stuff, but I couldn't hear anything. And then, and then of course, like you said, Jaime, he was, he was quite emotional. And that stems, I mean, we've seen that before with other, even like on the on the field, type of racism where our guys get really emotional and they're fighting and they're arguing and, you know, like they're almost like crying and stuff. And, uh, and this was sort of similar. Or you have the responses like Dani Alves whenever he picked up a banana and started eating it. You just know? ate you know, it. That's just, that's just like different level type of <laughs> <laughs> response. But, uh, um, but yeah, like I'm reading right now on a 2 and it's, it's like I, Felix Torres, Torres actually got sus, uh, suspended t- uh, two games so he, yeah because he, he 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 uh attacked, attacked the game, right? the ball boy yeah yeah so he's the one that got suspended the other guy i don't know if there's any other suspension because it's still under investigation it's like it's the, they say it's the supuesto racismo mm. you know they're not like for sure that it happened and stuff which is sort of yeah like going against the whole believe all believe all women believe all believe all accusations you know
0: yeah it's the um uh me me too
2: movement yeah, to me too <laughs> you're supposed to believe that these managers I, I
0: will say first. you know it I don't think they would go to such lengths for you know for it to be not true I mean the the Felix was like damn near crying you know and yeah. and uh matteo's Doria his his homie was just like yo this is this is some serious stuff uh and it's under investigation so we we'll, you know we'll have to wait and see like what actually happened and if you know San Luis will be punished uh for for allowing that to happen or you know whatever the case may be uh as of late we're we're starting to see uh the federation step in and and overturn some some stuff so i would not be surprised if you know san luis get punished somehow um we'll have to keep everybody posted
2: yeah somebody needs to come out with some proof i guess or yeah there's an article
0: uh fmf state of mind they have a chronological like breakdown of what happened so it's pretty helpful we'll try and link it to uh the listeners on our on our podcast um on that f- friday necaxa hosted rayados and they ended up getting a draw at home they were actually down for most of the game and uh Barriagán scored in the 80th minute, so they they rescued a draw there. Uh, Juárez beat Mazatlán 1-0. Uh, it's just one of those one of those uh, matches, like uh, Joel has said before, one of those bum fights that you just <laughs> you don't really pay attention to. You know, Juárez uh, they're 12th right now, and Mazatlán are 15th. So you know, we're talking about some some bottom feeder clubs right now. Uh, the match I wanted to talk about. Before we talk about the the really um, controversial one, uh, Cruz Azul and Toluca, man, what a match that was! I don't know if you guys caught it, but Cruz Azul was up two zero, just cruising to victory, uh, and then out of nowhere, you know, they had a breakaway, they were about to score a third goal, and they missed. It hit the it hit the post, and then the rebound. Uh, the player strikes it and it hits the referee and then it goes out of bounds. And the, the call, I guess, if this happens in football is if a referee, you know, obstructs the ball, it's a drop ball to the defending team. So that's what ended up happening. And uh, a lot of people went on Twitter and just started making fun of well, Cruz Azul, obviously. And then also just saying how, like, you know, this is why we don't, have referees in the World Cup that like you know, they go all the way to the final because like a refereeing in Mexico is a joke. It's just bad positioning. I don't know. Did you guys see that?
1: I saw. I I did see that that clip of of the ball hitting the the post and then the rebound, the rebound strike, hitting the ref that was running. He was running back, um, yeah, very
0: unfortunate and uh, go ahead, uh Chikis.
2: I need to double check this because, um was he within the box?
0: he was inside the eighteen yeah, yes, he was inside the box,
2: uh-huh okay, that might' cause, yeah, that's a little bit close. I want to say like like if you're running with if you're running with the the run of play. And a shot comes in like that. Then, uh, then with the momentum, a ref can potentially get near the box, and you know. But if you're at the top of the box, you can see like really close to the goal for any type of foul and stuff like that. I don't see the reason for getting that that deep within the box. So that was sort of. Uh,
0: oh yeah, he could have stayed behind. You know, he got really like. I, I, I'm looking at it right now. It's just so awkward. Like it was again. There was no. It was. It was a breakaway. The goalkeeper had already been beaten, and there was maybe like one or two defenders there. There was no need for that for the ref to be that close to the action. He 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 got right in there. Maybe he was he forgot he was refereeing and he was a fan. He's just like, oh my god, <laughs> they're about to score! <laughs> yeah, he had he had he
1: got caught up, man. He got caught up in the moment. <laughs> he
0: got caught up in the moment.
1: He he forgot he, he was playing. <laughs>
0: He was really enjoying it. And this is a very crucial part of the game because again, they're up 2-0. It's the 36th minute. And right after that incident, the Luca got back in there and scored two goals before halftime. So it ended up being two two at halftime. And it's just like, you know, oh, the you know the, the Cruz Azul, the gift that keeps giving, you know, they always get into these situations where it's like agony and, and defeat. Um but fortunately for them, they, they bounced back in the second half. Ended up winning the match three two. But it's just one of those things. that's just like man, it, it's it, always finds a way to get involved in those situations.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, props to Toluca. Even though they lost, they're showing they're going to be a, a you know they're they're much more improved than previous seasons, and and they're showing they're going to be a team that's going to be going to be giving a hard time to uh, the rest of the league.
0: Absolutely. Uh number one play number two, was, you know, Crisul in fifth uh first place with fifteen points, Toluca in well, second place with thirteen points.
1: Well newly number one yes. Of what happened to America. But and, you know um just wanted really quick. Yes. I found I found the accusation. Oh you did? So yes, yeah, so 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 um Iraragori, he, he went down to talk to the to the ref, you know, and this is what is being quoted that he said, uh, I'm going to translate it to English. They call my player black. That's racism. I hope you put that uh, in this report, uh, because if not, you're going to know who Alejandro Iraragori is and it's gonna weigh on you uh, and so mm. but but the ref he he in his report he um he didn't go against Sierraoriri he said he said um that you know he he didn't um threaten him. that's what the ref put, but he put that he didn't hear any racist remarks
0: hmm. Okay.
1: Here's the second one, just to finish that off, and this is being reported uh, by El Franco Tirador, who's a—he's uh, sort of like the cheesiest guy for um, record, but he has video, and if you guys have Twitter, you guys could uh, mm. go follow him, and uh, because there's, you know, Chicky said that the player was crying. He said that it was seven minutes. You can see there's video of him in the hallway and before the match and he wasn't crying. After the game? Yeah. He didn't cry. He's like uh he said Felix Torres did not come out crying. Um there are there are witnesses that can confirm it. In total it's seven minutes. Where He's talking with people in the stadium and of and from Santos, and he he put a clip.
0: Interesting.
1: So, so I mean, if it does go into, you know, they're gonna make some type of investigation. I do think this could hurt their, you know, because I mean, just because he wasn't crying doesn't mean that they he didn't tell them anything. Yeah, but it, it, but I mean, if you see the audio, then it, it, see who knows, man. Who who knows what happened right there? Uh, Ragori must have been like, "Hey, you better, you better sell this." Uh, Rago is looking pretty bad, man. He's he's becoming uh, like a tyrant. <laughs>
2: yeah, you can't be trying to like all these big dudes, and he's probably in his parko. Like he's not going to be near anywhere near the play or the field. He's in his podco. he's he's trying to flex and intimidate and like um use his power like when you say things like me, what did you say oh you're gonna feel the weight of my power yeah that's just like that's just like pure like
0: that's a straight- up threat dude
2: yeah that's just like well that's flexing like your own like I'm gonna crush you I'm gonna ruin your career type of thing like I have all the power here and you're lesser than me. And you're going to feel how it, you're going to feel the weight of yeah. my fist on your head. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, go and defend your player and stuff, but that's like using that kind of verbiage just shows your, you know, your elitism.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's always a sort of that unspoken sort of thing like, hey, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of pull, a lot of things going on behind the scenes. Uh, wait, so cr- corruption, so and all Joel,
2: that? Yeah, but so Joel's saying, like, there's some, there's some fishy stuff going on. Like he wasn't crying. It
0: does, it oh, does, I, it wait. does feel fishy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but when you're on the, when you're on front of the mic, and you're actually expressing, you know, I guess you're expressing what what went on, and you're expressing because what he said was. You know, I, I identify as. I mean, I, he said I identify as black, which I mean, he is black. But then he's then he said my 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 teammates don't care what color I am. They they know who I am. And when you're talking that way and you're expressing like you know uh, an insult against you, it can get sort of emotional. I guess in the moment, but you know, afterwards you know, you're heated.
1: I, I for the years I've watched Liga MX, I never. I've never uh, heard of like players
0: being racist.
1: Uh, no, <laughs> not being racist, but like black players complain of like racism or or give, uh, you know, like I've never really heard.
0: I, yeah, like
1: out anything. Of... And I think we would have heard by now more than one case of someone saying, you know, how tough they had it, you know.
0: If there's one thing that like, you know, Mexico, like th- that's one thing that we've never really had to worry about or have an issue with, or even have heard it in the in the past, as far as uh, you know, it being known for you know racist stuff or you know ba- you know hate crime stuff like that. That happens more in Europe, you know, all the time. But in Mexico, that that very rarely you hear about that. It's like one of the first times I've I've actually seen that happen, or you know, it's being brought up.
2: Well this well, yeah. the last time that happened was the one I was mentioning. I think that's I mean that's the last time I remember. And I'm gonna to try to find it, but uh I don't even remember the guy's name. Uh that was like, you know, that was a big scandal that sort of happened at the time. And this is sort of similar. But um I think it's kind of, it's it's different because in Mexico the the word and this is like going into cultural stuff, the word negro is used all the time. And yeah, I even heard I've even heard verbiage and opinion from people saying that, OK, Mexico's got to change this entire culture of not using in color to describe somebody like we can't say a uh, negro or el guero, la guera, or not even maybe like a uh, gordo.
0: Yeah, panca. that's <laughs> like never going to go because, away,
2: though, man. That's, that's, just...
1: coming from, that's coming from this culture of, from the U.S., you know, we're trying to impose it into other yeah. countries. Uh, but, yeah, but, yeah. but
2: it's worldwide though because Jaime was talking about Europe. Didn't recently somebody Cavani? Uh, Cavani, uh, yeah. on his Cavani IG, said neg- yeah, said negro, Negrito to his friend, like his friend, like yeah. that's, that's and then everyone just yeah, and he that. got
0: he got he got a um, by the FA. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> so it's it's that I mean, if it was starting in the US, it's spread out to you know, we everywhere. have uh,
0: Negro Sandoval who recently uh, was uh, arrested. For uh, dealing coke, <laughs> and uh, he used to be a player for Chivas. He used to play in uh, Liga Mequis. and uh, you can't even say his nickname anymore. <laughs> He's
1: uh... what was his full name? I said Alonso.
0: I think it was Alonso Sandoval. Yeah,
1: Alonso POC Sandoval.
0: <laughs> Alonso, oh. a lot of melatonin, uh, Sandoval. Luis <laughs> alonso oh yeah yeah he he just got uh hit with a cocaine bust like like uh a week ago man this is this is just happening um, okay his name
2: was darwin quintero quintero darwin quintero you thinking of a scientific yeah that's the yeah, scientist this is like, of the cult.
1: That's scientific well, that
2: was
1: that was for one of the one of the play-by-play guys, right? Of Ocero Who? They used to call him that. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the nickname from, like, here. I don't think that's what they call him in Max. Uh,
0: oh, it's a, it says Quintero is also known by his nickname El Científico del Gol. Um, I mean, it's known throughout his career.
2: I don't know. Yeah, that's... <gasps> So what I was what I was referring to is, and actually I remember now, I think there's another instance also, but it was a game against Pumas. Daria Verón um, got into it. Let me see if I can find exactly what. Oh, buenas noches. Hace poco me, me tenían o me decían que en Toluca me habían llamado Simio y en ese momento lo dije. Uh... Okay, so that's sort of, that's, you know, messed up.
0: Wait, I found one.
2: Oh. So that was with Pumas where Darío Verón supposedly told him something.
0: I found another one. And the, the uh, was the, he said that uh, Quintero was sent off in the 71st minute after headbutting Cristian Jimenez. And he said that Jimenez pushed him and called him an ape.
1: Okay, Jimenez is Argentine and Darío Verón was what, Paraguayan?
3: Yeah.
1: Or is? So, uh snap, that's, that was uh, those Americans, 2010, those South 2010, 2011 bringing their problems <laughs> to a uh, wholesome Mexico man
0: <laughs> I know even uh, Andres Cantor would get uh, caught on air saying mono you know, calling a few, f- few black <laughs> players monos and it's just like man, oh,
1: I, I didn't know of that but, you know, I, I'm not saying there's no racism in Mexico um, there obviously is but it's never been to that extent of like of like if you know you go, you you're not gonna get served at a restaurant or or the fans are attacking you. But but one thing and then I'm gonna have to now like I, I threw the rock to the Sudamericanos. Americanos. <laughs> um, I'm gonna hide the hand. Um, a big thing, you know, and and it's a big thing of like a part of the game for them is, is to throw you off and that... You know that's that's by just saying whatever,
0: or you know, what, you know whatever potentially I mean, biting you.
1: Like, what happened?
0: I that? potentially, uh, like you, you know, getting you out of your funk, like also like trying to bite you.
1: No, oh, you're talking sorry. <laughs> <laughs> South <laughs> Americans, man,
0: they 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 mess with you, you know.
1: Yeah, and same same like in like in Europe or or, and it's like you know they'll say that shit, they'll 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 say that to players, but. At the same time, they'll have players in their team, and um you know they're not attacking them it's it's I'm not saying it's right, but it's just you know some of that football culture of theirs of like the fans feel they they have to do extra to you know put their part to help their team win,
2: yeah. I found another one of uh, of Chivas fans doing sonidos de Mono. No, Ch- against <laughs> Chivas fans.
1: Are like, not taking <laughs> them. were we're finding
0: all this dirty laundry <laughs> I had, now. I
2: had the, this was in 2016. Uh, Chivas fans against Darwin Quintero when he played with América. and wow. uh, There's a video of it. I, I mean, I'm not going to listen to it now. But yeah. oh, there's a
1: video. But he's he he made the claim. Those could be another fans. It's, 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 to
2: a no, it's a video. it's a video. Chivas fans. Chivas, man. It's a video from the stands of Chivas fans. haciendo seen those sonidos. Oh. I, I'll post. I'll post the link. I
1: don't of. remember that, but
2: I think I vaguely It just, a vague just
1: didn't get reported. It just probably didn't get out.
2: It was on record, as I found it on record. There's like an article, I think, of Dado. Uh, I mean, he, he he recounts like all the many instances, I think, of racism wow. that occurred to him while he was in Liga X. So I mean, I think. Okay, so this Man, is my. Turco's
1: there, there, there goes, Turco's there goes my. My earlier statement of I haven't heard, <laughs> more like I haven't paid attention.
2: Well, there's like there's what? different things. There's different things like because there, there's not that many black people in Mexico. There are some, but um, in Mexico it's more like a carinito thing, a carino thing where people call you know each other negro. But there's also like since you don't have many neg- uh, black people around, um, when you do. And you come up with some type of beef, or you're angry, or something, then the insults can fly pretty hard, like "negro de mi hermana" and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, all that, all that kind of, all that kind of thing. That's that's a Spanish thing. That's a Spain thing, that, from what I understand. Spain is, you know, commonly says that that phrase, but Interesting. it bleeds over to, into Mexico a little bit. But it's it's rare because you know there's not too many Mexican or black people. But and i think even known where black people lived and. You know, they would be like you know just a regular person. They'd even be like a highlighted type of um, person in the neighborhood, and everyone would know him. Oh, a and negro, and, and you know, and you know, everyone would love the guy, or you know, be part of the community.
0: Yeah, we so, even so. have the and, and negro. They, they WhatsApp. That?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy is working that
0: shit, so. That shit floated <laughs> around <laughs> everywhere, man. Oh. <laughs>
2: I don't know what that is but yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know what that is, bro. Right? Everybody knows what that is.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. Looks like uh there were a few in- incidences then throughout the uh the league. I mean, they it, it just don't it just happens very few far in between, but I remember like well, there's one thing that, you know, will unite everybody. Like I remember um was it like last season when, like, one of the feminine players from Tigres got like groped by a fan, and then they like found out who he was and gave him a lifetime ban within a week? Like it was. Wait, wasn't
1: that though?
2: Yeah, that was the dad. that so, was like trying to take a picture.
1: Literally. He was trying, and he was there with his kids.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I don't so think it, we
1: the, talked the about. Picture, this. The, yeah, we talked about this. The picture made it look worse than it was.
2: Yeah, boy, yeah. he got banned for life. Bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he made a thing saying how like people he went
2: on, he went on the radio remember yeah yeah, yeah. and he, he was defending himself i think even his wife went on the radio with him
0: wow and,
2: and he uh... was
1: there with his kids see? and i don't think he did it I, yeah. man I, I i doesn't seem like the creeper type
0: yeah it's, it's just, just a, you know a photo can be outrage. yeah
2: a photo sometimes can really
0: yeah but then, I well, guess.
1: Wasn't it that girl? She didn't say anything. No, she
0: did. She spoke out after and said how. No,
2: at,
1: not at that at, moment, though. Not at the, at
2: moment. the moment she did it. Yeah. Too- at the moment she did it. It was like sort of after. The it was after.
0: One.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Then
0: she's like, well, maybe, oh, me too. You know.
2: Damn. Maybe it was a. Uh, I have to read it because we might be mistaken. might She might have felt or she might have expressed afterwards a feeling of, okay, this is a little bit odd like the guy, you know, feeling the guy's hand on her arm or something like that.
0: <clears throat> or kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <We've> Ka- deviated. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, it's all good. I mean, that's the beauty about, you know, Cantina Max. You just never know what kind of conversation we're going to end up having. Um, I do want to bring it back home, though, and, and talk about, I mean, the biggest elf in the room, Atlas, putting a goliza against America on Saturday three <laughs> zero. <3-0. laughs> Uh, so for those that uh You know go on Google And they type in Liga MX scores They see Atlas win 3-0 Guys I just want to be clear That's not how actually happened on Saturday America was actually up uh, 1-0 off a of PK That really grinds my gears Okay It was a PK it was one of those those ones where you, you run up You tap it and then somebody uh, Comes in running behind you And scores the penalty Barcelona did it um and uh well America did that and they were up 1-0 unconvincingly beating Atlas the entire game and then uh I think later towards the end they got a second goal they went 2-0 but wait there was a player that was not registered for the game Viñas that was on the bench and the Atlas uh, they all complained about it they all started bitching and whining and and then uh the Federation looked into it and they overturned it and they gave Atlas a 3 0 victory. Wow.
1: Wasn't he only in the bench for like 30 minutes? Yeah. And so. then they they I guess America figured it out some someone in the in the directiva must put you know one and one together and they got rid of him, but um before the match the the teams submit a, a, a roster list of players that they yeah he has the roster, and so that's doesn't matter if he's not sitting there anymore they already submitted the roster so on that technicality so i do i do think uh and I hope America fights this uh they don't doesn't seem like they will but how can you fight it if it's already <laughs> in the past? Well, there is, uh, back in 2000, Tigres Tigres had signed Donizetti, but uh, um, he wasn't properly registered, and they played three games. Oh. He actually played in those three games. I believe they won uh, every game. And then uh, the Federation made Tigres replay the matches. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I mean, being that he didn't step in the field, I think I would, I would, you know, it's, they, it's they harsh. Should, they should fight it and at least give, us a, yeah. give them a fine, but to take away the three points and then a three-zero loss, it, it does seem harsh. Yeah,
2: How are they going to? Why are they going to give them a three-zero win? Because
0: it's a you have to forfeit.
2: What? What's what's a three goals? What's, what's with that?
0: That's <laughs> when you when you
2: forfeit, it's three <laughs> goals.
1: Oh my god.
2: So, so, there's going to be like a goal count of, you know, however many for all of Liga MX, and then goal score count like three less. <laughs> I, I look at the, I look at the stats and they're like three zero and goals. There's nothing. <laughs> there's, there's no goal scorers. Yeah, they anything.
0: they won't be like, um a, a assigned to a any specific player, but it will go against America's goal differential and in favor of Atlas. So that's a big, big, big. I mean, I mean, right now we're kind of like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, but it, it could. It could be decisive. You know, we were making fun of Atlas all season because they were, like, in second to last place, and now they're sitting in the 11th spot. <laughs> uh, they might have Ligia action, man, because of this result.
2: Yeah, that's ridiculous. I For um, me, it's like,
0: all right, you had this player. He didn't even step on the pitch. You know, I understand if he would have gone on and played and, and influenced the game, maybe he scored a goal. I could see that being like, oh, okay, that's fair. But the fact that it was just, I don't know, a brain fart from um, uh, the coach or whatever, I don't know who dropped the ball there, but to be punished that severely I think is, is a little bit ridiculous. Uh, and my suggestion is we go back to the Cascaritas on Sundays where you had your little ID card. <laughs> And you would, you would in the, and the coach would lay them on the grass and be like, "All right, this is the lineup for today," and then you would have to give your little ID card to the referee when you come in. Yeah, dude, we gonna go back to those days. That way you can avoid these kind of mistakes.
1: And you know what? I used to give an ID because I never really got one. I don't think I got one. So I used to have like a player that was no longer there. <laughs> And the buff didn't care, dude. Because <laughs> everyone playing, put in five dollars to pay. He's, he's getting is like what book fifty for refereeing the match. He, he doesn't care, dude. Just give my money to it. I. I, yeah, I, I he's <laughs> a black dude. My 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 credencial. You're so black. dude.
0: I am five. Did,
1: did you guys see the all. movie Orgasmo?
0: What movie?
1: Orgasmo. No. It's from uh, Matt, Matt and Trey Parker, the uh, um, the guys from South Park.
0: Oh, no! It's like
1: a Mormon dude, and he ends up working in porn, but he doesn't do the sex scenes. He just does the acting, hmm. and then when it's time to have sex, they just they yell "cut," and then they say, um, "stunt cock." And it'll be like a black beard coin. <laughs> what?
0: what does that have to do with ID cards, man? <laughs> because <laughs>
1: well, I, I was talking about how my, my credencial. Oh. Okay. You were, and I said, I, I never really had one. They would just give me one of a former player. <laughs> I, <laughs> I <was>
0: like, <laughs> um. I remember right,
1: we're going too off topic man. <laughs> I was uh
0: I had a coach and we were like really like attached, you know. I was a, he was you know, I was their, their best player. But for some reason he decided to stay in the same in um in a different um what's the thing? Like age age bracket. And I had just missed the the cutoff. So oh. what I what ended up happening is I had a cousin that was uh, three months younger than me, so we just used his birth certificate <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and i was able to keep on playing for this team and uh you know the referee would look at my photo and be like are you sure this is you i'm like yeah it's me bro like you know <laughs> i had i got uh, i got those uh, uh what do they call them the frosted tips over the summer and you know i cut them off already <laughs> cuz my cousin was he he was like a dirty he had like a dirty blonde hair and i i you know i'm yeah. i'm brown eyes and you know black hair so I was like, "Yeah, you know, I had the frosted tips last, uh, you know, a couple months ago. You know, I got, I got rid of."
1: That's the real cachirul. That's oh,
2: the real cachirul. One
1: one, one,
2: one important thing. Well, okay, before the, before I get to the important announcement. Yes. Wait, wait, thing. just
1: really, really quick, cheekies on the on the whole rule. Um, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but I'm gonna forget Not if all. I don't say it. And, and it's because Jaime said he would give the birth certificate. And some of these local leagues—they were just organized by some by randoms, a lot of times. Um, and 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 dudes, they were smart enough to organize a local league. They they would make a lot of money. And and if people were handing in birth certificates, I mean, you gotta wonder if these dudes were selling, you know selling info for yeah, it's like what are you guys doing you with they that they end up in MacArthur Park Mikas and you, you're, <laughs> you're buying those fake passports and because they could do that man like they could um damn dude now it just it's all coming back it's all coming back to you
0: <laughs> like that like that time your uncle asked for a penis inspection and it's all coming back to you you're like wait a minute wait, what? I was molested <laughs> wait what, what
2: <laughs> whoa whoa there's a big fella no i'm
0: just i'm just putting that out there you know like like you know people go to therapy and then they realize like you know 30 years later that they were actually molested it just oh, it's just not
1: was. Was like some, some super, it super,
2: suppressed, super suppressed memories that all of a sudden come out
0: you just like uh, go on jesus what were you gonna say
2: leave, leave those memories suppressed no like right, okay so on, the, on the serious on the serious side our man uh Our man uh, of course is, is, is wanting someone's head. He's wanting heads to roll at America for, for making the mistake of, Mm. of, uh, of leaving that guy out there. Like, I don't know if it's, you know, standard procedure or if this has happened before and, you know, no no one makes a big deal of it. Um, as far as players being on the, uh, on the sideline instead of up in the stands or wherever they're supposed to be. Um, for them to leave him there, it sounds like, okay, it's no big deal. It happens all the time. So, you know, there there might be something, hmm. you know, someone someone going out of their way to get America or or, I wonder why all of a sudden this, you know, this came to pass or why did they let him go there or make that, that mistake. Anyway, but going off to another important subject, though, on the same thing is uh, our man Dave, <laughs> David Feitelson. Is, is causing some drama. He is now de uh, called what the Lord 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 Deudor. <laughs> Lord deudor. <laughs> because he's in debt. Yeah, right? Man, he said he he said he was gonna. What did he say? He was gonna like he would bet. He was
1: gonna bet his house, his hair, and, and his hair. <laughs> I think he was gonna say it in his ass. But he says and uh, I'm just gonna leave it there. And because he said that there's no way, you know, there was no way that America was gonna get you know, punished or anything. And I I think, and I wanted to mention this because we've we've talked on the subject of how Televisa has lost this, you know, they had a tight grasp over Mexican football, not just the Seleccion, but the league. And something like this happening to America where they, you know, they lose the points and all that. Um, It's something that, yeah, like, like, a bit to fight this on credit is something that would not have happened, but I mean we have to go a bit further back <laughs> because we've seen stuff little by little. We've seen America' their so, position being challenged.
0: We posted and, a photo of David's hair, bro. He's bald. Oh,
1: he's someone, someone Photoshop, right? I
0: don't yeah.
2: know. <laughs> I, I, I want to. I just mentioned this because. For our viewers, if you don't are you gotta go and follow David Feltason and all the replies are just hilarious, man. I'm looking at one hagan Castle son los chochos. You gotta know, you gotta understand what the Chochos are and David Falthasen and and just, so
1: just hilarious. someone that's fat. <laughs> There's someone that's overweight. because well, no, Feltason was overweight for many years. Uh so they still like make fun of him over that.
2: Yeah, so it's... do you have a different definition for chocho, Chikis? Wait. So I'm I'm uh I'm, I'm getting confused. So Chocho. What what is the fr- what is the phrase that, ch- that so he was insulting Deanda using a funny word for pills though, right? What was the word he used for pills?
1: Oh,
3: like he said
2: no. Dan he said Deanda was like or what or was it Chocho's that, that he was talking about, right? I'm, I'm gonna have to look this up i have no idea man yeah no de andas, you see okay so the, the chochos thing is pills like like uh he said fight us well, in
1: spain is, oh, spain it means vagina <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, de, Chocho's is chochos like a steroid or pills and oh. deanda was saying man you're you're high on chochos or whatever when they were there fighting on picante uh oh. that, that was that's like the Chocho's thing with is like he's he's like addicted to pills or something.
1: I and heard that, it for you know. for overweight.
2: It's cha- oh, that's like a Chato. What is it? Uh, Chancho. Isn't that Chancho? Like from oh,
1: there's a <laughs> there there's a lot, there's
0: a lot of lot I I suggest not going to Google Translate and typing in Chocho cuz you're going to get some pretty pretty interesting results. <laughs>
2: Anyway, I'm just saying, like follow fight this and man because like the bullying on him is just hilarious. Oh yeah, it's the <laughs> get all the time. <clears throat>
0: it's an ongoing joke, man. Um, wow, we what a what a tangent we've been on right now. Um, yeah,
1: but I, but let me bring let it me back. Bring it back like for like us, Hoyle. My, my my whole rant going on on Televisa's grasp that they had for for many years because Televisa used to be the you know they were above the federacion. It was, you know, they pretty much controlled a lot of what happened with the league, and and um, we saw a few years back when when the selección uh, TV rights was up up for grabs, and they ended up like doing last minute stuff to 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 get that contract extension or or just a contract. I don't know if it was like four years plus like four more. And then that's it. Like they get their last eight years. Um, And I I don't know if you guys remember because Televisa started doing the whole Tuso gate
3: Hmm.
1: reports and, uh, you know, just saying about some of the corruption going on with the government of Pachuca and the team and how they benefited from like not taxing, for like using government property for the for the club.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, and so, they, and they had they said that on Chivas that what they were doing on Chivas was uh, how Televisa got them was all that Profeco fines on on uh, Chivas TV. But Chivas TV kept getting fined like pretty much after every match. Why? Because if because um. The feed would freeze, or they would drop.
0: Oh, and yeah. you
1: have to wonder if they attacked it as well, you know? Because I know there's ways of doing that. Oh, absolutely. And 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 so Profeco is pretty much like the. um, oh, God damn man, I keep forgetting. Are they like it's the like consumer?
0: Are they like the FAA or what is it? The FCC or something?
1: No, 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 like something? The,
2: no, the, no uh, it's
1: uh here it is um
2: the BBB. The Better Business Bureau, right?
1: Yes, something like that. Oh, Uh, yeah, it's it's the prosecutor for the consumer. Mm. So yes, to make sure that you know what that they're not cheating you out of like whatever they're selling you, whatever you're buying. Interesting. Uh, So the U.S. would be Consumer Product Safety Commission. Mm. So Mexico's Profeco, so Profeco kept finding Chivas TV man. (laughs) pretty much after every match. It was um,
0: tough in the beginning, man. I mean, the signal kept going out, and it was just—it was terrible.
1: Yeah, or you will lose like you. Um, it wouldn't be synced with the play-by-play and all that. Um, but yeah, that was that was like televisa, and, and so this contract they have—that might be the, you know, after it ends, it might be the first time we see it, like in a long time, selección. You know the rights being owned by someone else, and we mentioned before how how I was Claro Claro TV from, from a Slim, who won the Olympics. Hmm. You know, and so yeah, we could be seeing that, and and to see America getting punked in the league, it's it's sort of like it's it's sort of highlighting that you know, highlighting that things are changing they're not as, as strong as they don't the have were. the
0: the weight to pull the you know well as they used to
1: No, there's there's more big players now they used to be like the more you could say like the top the yeah. top team as far as spending but that hasn't been the case in a long time especially with the whole tv thing changing you know like like most streaming. people don't watch yeah yeah because they they're on streaming now so that's I
0: mean, yeah, what you know, you got to give credit to Chivas for for being, you know, kind of the pioneers. They saw, they saw the future of of it just being streamed.
1: Oh, that wasn't it. Jaime. I know, I know,
0: I know why they did it, but you know, I'm just saying, like it, it was very. Uh, it took uh, courage for and, them to do that.
1: Yeah, but saying pioneers. You're, you're others already had streaming. I think. um well, I know, like, Monterrey, Monterrey, and some. Of, other clubs already had oh. had uh, had the streaming service mm. uh, but what you good My microphone my microphone fell. Oh <laughs> no, I was just turning off my PS. it's been on for I don't know how long. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I, sorry, man. I can't, I can't give the the Chiva bros a pioneer tag. When, when they said, um, who was he? He said, we're we're doing streaming and we're going back to TV. If he would have kept his word, then I would have given them credit. But as soon as, (laughs) as soon as opportunity came in, they ran back to TV.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. uh so kind of changing gears a little bit there was a uh, interview uh with rafa marquez that you wanted to talk about
1: oh man good thing you brought it because i forgot yes he was he was interviewed from an argentine radio station oh and so he's living right now in madrid what yeah, he's living in Madrid. Oh shit! And he's he's actually uh, studying to get his UEFA coaching license.
0: No shit!
1: And uh, yeah, he said he wants to be a he wants to be a manager. He's like the game the king needs me. He said that when he was at Atlas as a uh, he was also like a general manager. Was he that he was he? Yeah, he was for like a season before uh Orlehi came in and Orlegi just gave him the boot and and so he was the, like the GM and he said like just watching the team practice and playing, how uh, he felt that he could have been helping more if he was like managing the team. And he really couldn't do anything, you know. As far as like tell the coach Yeah, you know, don't don't do this or and, you know, you got to imagine, man, how much of this guy knows as far as, like, what goes into, like, the team, just having played in Barcelona for many years. And, and yeah, that the guy was asking him, you know, if, how much the influence was on Pep. This dude bust out with a Bielsa card saying, you know, he had him in Atlas and he's had many coaches, which is, you know, Selección, got to see all the different coaches he's had. So... I, I, you know, I hope, I hope he does come back. I, I, I think he has what it takes to be a good, you know.
0: Oh, he's a fucking winner. He, you know, he's yeah, he he's always, just has that mentality.
1: Yeah, he was team captain for the Selección. <clears> I think he was. I don't know if he was eighteen or twenty, but pretty much was he the captain he in
0: was, 02? No. Was I he?
1: Gotta go back, man.
0: Or was it Claudio That's, Suarez?
1: You, you're almost. Twenty years, dude. <laughs> that's, that's a lifetime. That's,
0: I mean, because he went uh, to yeah. the it did he didn't go to ninety eight, right? No, no, he wasn't in
1: ninety
0: eight. But he did. Uh, he was part of that team that won the Conf- Confederations Cup in ninety nine, and then uh, you know from there it was you know smooth sailing. <clears throat> he got picked up by Monaco, but yeah, I mean he he was uh. What five World Cups for him?
1: Yeah, five. I think he was captain in all of them. I
0: don't. I don't know if O2 he was captain. Man,
1: let's see. Let me ask the internet. Because I think that's one of his distinctions that he was, he was a captain. <clears throat> But... So yeah, he's he's talking about he's hoping to get us. and man, we we really need we really we really, I hope and I hope if he does become a coach that he coaches abroad. I think you know we've been talking about wanting to see more Mexican coaches abroad. Yeah, just 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 not that many. Well,
0: I'm I'm actually glad that he's getting his UEFA license and and, and he I...
1: was he. he he was, it was, I'm confirming it here. So Beto Garcia wow. was captain in France, 98. Uh, Nacho Ambriz, he was a captain in World Cup 94 in the U.S. And uh, Rafa Marquez, 2002, 2006, wow. 2010, and 2014.
0: He, um But he went to 2018, he just wasn't captain.
1: Who was it then?
0: 2018? I think it was Ochoa, no? Really? I could
2: be
1: Chickies, wrong. The Chick is Lee was again.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm he
1: here. Been. I think he was captain in every World Cup. Why would they give it to Ochoa? Because, I mean, but,
0: Rafa wasn't starter. He in...
1: wasn't even playing. Trey was freezing his nuts in Belgium. I mean, I. He oh, Guardado. So How can I not
0: remember that? Guardado was
1: captain. He was Guardado. Yeah. Yes, he has like Ochoa No, no. Yeah.
0: Okay, so. I mix them up because they look alike. They got the hair. Four
1: World Cups then. <laughs> Poor World Cup, still, that's, that's still,
0: impressive. Uh, still, mean, and, and he went to five, you know. And,
1: and he went to five, yeah. He's part of the, I think it's only been three players. Buffon? La tota Carvajal. Buffon? No, Buffon did well, in a row.
0: Not in a row. Um,
1: wait, no, no, no. I was say I was thinking in a row. Um. Man, yeah, Wolfon's still is he Still playing?
0: He's still playing.
1: He's like fifty. And, yeah. <laughs> he's a nice, forty-three. Yeah, that's young, dude. Tattoo dude seems older.
0: Yeah, he um. I know he went, he was, what, how many World Cups has he been to? He's been to five, right?
1: Well, I know it was in 94. But probably since 98, same as Marquez.
0: But, you know, what screwed him up is uh, they didn't qualify to the last one. <laughs> or else he probably would have gone. Yeah, he
1: was...
0: He retired after they, or uh, from the national team.
1: Yeah, he. You're right. He is five World Cups. Yeah. eighty eight 2002, 2006, 2010, and 2014.
0: Yeah, he would have broken the record, man.
1: Damn. <laughs> he would have been. <clears throat> well, he probably still can.
0: So, um, what what did they ask him on the radio show? They were just asking him like what he was up to.
1: Yeah, what he was up to, and uh, they asked, like mess, messy stuff, which I, I don't uh, really care. Ah, uh, I just, to me, that was just the most important thing that he's.
0: That's that's he's really good in news. Europe
1: training training to be a manager, and he wants to coach. And I know I know he could he could easily come back to Max and get a team, but I would, I would prefer if he stays in Spain, you know, and absolutely. stays in La Liga and and just coaches over there. I I just because I feel that. Um, you know, a lot of Mexican coaches get stuck. Yep. Not not all the time because Hugo Sanchez was the exception. He ended up. He ended up because uh, it's it exception in the sense that he's he started in in Mex and then he he went to Spain, I mean Aguirre, you could say. The same thing, but but that's very little, you know, it's like, just very little examples we have
0: can you imagine uh, rafa coaching mexico one day like the the country yeah
1: i can yeah i can and, and we're, we're talking about like personality as you said and and just him being you know because to be the captain of a selección you, you have to be at a you know a, a lot of those guys they're the star players of their teams yeah. So you're you're within you're within a group
0: of like well, it's just leadership, yeah. you know? Like he has a voice, he has a presence, he knows how to manage players, you know, as a captain. You know, you have to be able to handle certain personality types. Think about all the personality types he's had in that locker room, you know, Caltemo Blanco and you know, he's had a yeah. lot of a lot of crazy, you know, personalities well, in there and,
1: and and then just being in a team like Barcelona and and so also players, like well, what could they really tell him, you know? He's he's pretty much at least at club level, he wanted everything.
0: That's another thing, is like uh leadership has a certain ceiling, you know. You can only be as good of a leader as, you know, successful as you as you are, you know. So I mean, talk about what a better opportunity or what a better candidate than Rafa Marquez, who I mean, after Hugo Sanchez he's he's been our most successful player of all time. Um, yeah so that's very you know that for me that's very promising that i'm very excited to see that
1: yeah and and like i said like you know like like aguirre hugo they they started in mexico and then they went to europe um hugo came back and then hugo didn't really coach anymore aguirre did stay he stayed abroad and just recently came back but he could have stayed abroad oh yeah he's you know he's always had that he's always had like that that facility, I guess, to find jobs um but but I would like to see someone uh i think just break the mold and and start their career abroad and and stay there you know if it does come back, let it be for for the selection and not not to coach you know to coach a team not not that I wouldn't want him, but i just i just I've always pushed for more representation of mexican coaches and it's it's to be abroad as well
0: yeah he's got no business coaching Leah mecky's you know with all the short seasons and all that it's just like nah he's
1: well it was, it's just I, I think that that it's not because of that more because of like if if there's someone that could they could break that mold it's him yeah uh, i thought who could have done the same um I think Hugo wanted to take the easy route, like uh, you know, I, I, he didn't like he just went to Nicaragua and he he just paid, you know, he just he just paid to get the license, the coaching license there. I guess he just stayed at a resort for the weekend and, and <laughs> really, uh, he went to a soup. Yeah, he he got it from Nicaragua. He,
2: oh. which
1: is it's valid any any country that is from. You know, with FIFA, with that is part of the FIFA, where you could get a, a like a coaching license. I guess that has like a federation, or that could, and so that's where he went. Wow! Uh, he went to the resort. <laughs> he went to spend a weekend at some resort. You know, went to some supermarket grand openings, <laughs> and they they gave him his license. Came back to Max, and I could see, you know, because because you know, and. His ego, you know, they call him Ego Sanchez, and he felt like, "What, what do I need some fucking dudes telling me how yeah. to coach?"
0: who's gonna, you're yeah. gonna tell me how to, how to, how to coach you? Who, who the fuck are you? And, you know.
1: <laughs> and it's, it wasn't true to some extent. This dude came back and he, he won a lot, you know, the back-to-back leagues with, with Pumas, yeah, and, and he did all that, and he went to coach selection And he, you know, people don't like his run, but. He actually did good, man. Uh, yeah, you know he did pretty good. They just they they put in the Olympic thing with him, and it seems unfair. Um, but but I I think Marquez just been over there, and I think it's time he he breaks the mold, especially because we're seeing more and more players of, like Mex players that are going abroad and staying there like longer in Mexico. I mean, in Mexico, in Europe, longer. Yeah, The average lifespan of a Mexican in Europe is about two years. But we've seen, you know, aside from Marquez, we saw Chicharro that was there. He could have still been there if he wanted to. But um, Guardado is is the guy that stayed a long time as well. Guardado has
0: been there forever, man.
1: And so those are some of the players that if they do get into coaching, that they need to like
0: has been there for like there, ten know? years, man.
1: Yeah, since well, since he left, <laughs> he just he stayed.
0: Deportivo, two thousand seven, man, he's been there for a long time.
1: Yeah, and Tecatito as well. He's, Tecate he's Herrera. So those are players that you know if if you want to start seeing a change in 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 just the culture of of. You know, 'cause we I think the coaches that we have in Max are good. They just don't get enough credit. We've talked about Nacho Ambriz. yeah, um, Aguirre obviously was made in Max. Um but there's other coaches like La Puente and and many others, um even Tena they went on to win the Olympics for Max. And a lot of them especially for Mexico fans, we just we don't give them credit, you know. We tear them down right away. So I think this is a good start. It could be a, he could he could open that, you know. I think Marcus could be that that the trailblazer if you want. Pioneer to take your word, Jaime.
3: Yeah. He
1: could be the pioneer, man. But whew, that, that should've happened a long time ago, but let's let's hope for the best, man.
0: I agree. Kinda sticking around with the selection. Something interesting happened today. Both United States and Mexico uh, selected Efrain Alvarez on their roster for the Olympics. So he is going to have to choose between USA and Mexico. Uh, he plays for LA Galaxy. I remember Slatan was on a night show, one of those talk shows. And he mentioned him. He's like, oh yeah, you know this kid, he's Mexican, he's a good kid. You know, he's young enough to be my son. So, um... I don't know, man. I, I saw a little video uh, about him, about his upbringing in LA, and I'm like, this guy's straight up pocho, man. You got any thoughts? <laughs>
2: I agree. But I, I, I don't have. I mean, I've I've talked about it before. I don't have high hopes for this guy. Um, more, I mean, being pocho, you know, is one of the reasons why. Um,
3: <laughs>
2: and when you when you when you have to decide. It it means that you know he's not. He has to have a backup. If you are good enough, you're going to choose whoever, and you're not going to have a backup because you don't need a backup. You're going to be the gift for the U.S. or for Mexico. But the
1: two teams are coming after him, Chicky's. I mean, I know because there's a
2: there's a chance. There's a chance. Like, okay, he might not choose Mexico, or he might not choose the U.S. He's like weighing his options because he might not make it in the U S or he might not, he might be benched in Mexico. And there's even been, you know, uh, guys analyzing that, you know, if he does join Mexico, he's not going to, he's not probably won't get as much playing time because he's not a star. He's not a highlight player, you know, a standout player. And that always happens. Typical, these guys, every person who's who's had to have the decision, who's had to make the decision, is, you know, like El Jomi Castillo, uh, El Gringo Torres. All these guys, you know, are just like lower level players. The only person that comes in and breaks breaks through is like a Neri Castillo. Or, uh, I mean, I don't want to say Guille Franco, but. You know, sort of like these types. Senia, for example. But these guys aren't even, green, aren't even pochos. They're uh, like South Americans or. But, or,
1: but I know, think aside aside from Neri. Those guys weren't being, like, courted. Like, you know, Brazil wasn't going to call him up. And same with Franco. He wasn't going to get a chance with Argentina. So, I think that's a big difference right there.
3: They
0: didn't have a choice. This was their only choice. (laughs) Except for Nettie. Nettie was wanted by, what, Uruguay, Greece, and Mexico?
1: Yeah. Yeah, all three.
0: Yeah. I'll say this, you know. Uh... I saw like again I've seen, I've seen like this guy grew up here in LA. You know what I mean? Like he's he's American. He's 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 American, you know? He's not like he 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 it's not like um you know we have players from Chivas, you know, like um uh Ponce who you know was born in Sacramento, California, but then he, you know, he basically lived his whole life in Mexico. It's not like that. It's not it's not that kind of scenario right there. I feel like he's probably going to feel more comfortable, you know, speaking uh english and playing in the united states that's where his family is versus like going to mexico and it's going to be more competitive and and uh who knows he might not even pan out whereas i think his chances with the u.s are probably higher
2: yeah exactly hey i got some uh new information let's hear it <laughs> It might be disinformation by Hercules Gomez. He retweeted um a tweet from Record which says uh some new proof presented in the case against uh against San Luis for racism. Where and I think yeah I posted it on the uh Discord. And it has it has you know the racist remark negro I won't say the whole thing. But uh it's in subtitles, but I listen to it and I cannot hear. I mean, one tweet even said, "Yeah, you can, you can, you can hear whatever you want to hear from all that staticky yelling audio. You know, bad audio. That <laughs> so basically, it's another audio where somebody thinks or somebody says that they hear a racist remark, um, but I can't hear it. So <laughs> this, I mean, it provides no proof. Yeah, it's yeah like... I thought it was like, oh, this is something though. You know this is something legit, but it's not, you know, it's just further just a bunch of yelling.
0: You see what you want to see. You know, if you're looking for a, a racist remark, you're gonna hear it. You know, it's it's just one of those, you know, placebo yeah. effects.
2: And then this other and then this other thing real quick, uh I saw this tweet or from uh, I think it was Picante. Uh this guy asked Feitelson. And this is sort of like the whole you know how like MLS and uh, Rodolfo Landeros and the whole MLS versus Liga MX type of thing, like Mexicans would make fun of MLS because you know they have they have bad first touch, bad, bad horrific plays. Call it a Mickey Mouse league, and then this guy I forget the I forget the guy's name, Ampicante tells David would okay, what 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 is MLS or what are what are you going to think of if you're an international like a uh, another country, maybe European country, and you you keep up with uh, Liga MX for this weekend. And you see a ref deflect a, a potential goal in one game, and then you see uh, Atlas all of a sudden win three zero after losing two zero because of administrative on the on the administrative table. Like, what kind of league is this? What what kind of spectacle are we providing here with all these errors and mistakes? And and so, like, uh, it's you know MLS the MLS guys are. Get, got some pretty good ammunition against the Liga MX this weekend for just the... Uh...
0: Yeah, that video with um with, uh, Cruz Azul, the incident, that went pretty viral. Uh, there's this Twitter account that I follow. It's like out of context football. And it's like, you know, a lot, of, mainly the people that are, uh, the clips are from Europe. So this was like a, a clip from Liga MX and people were like, yo, where where is this? Where, what happened? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, uh. Only in Mexico, man. <laughs> Only in Mexico.
2: Yeah, at least that was like a ref doing being a fool. Yeah. Um, where like in, in previous videos we've seen like League uh, MLS players like try to do a cross and it goes straight into this, you know, into the corner <laughs> to the, into quarterf- the, goal, <laughs> into the goalpost or up into the moon and uh, yeah. or, they, or they totally miss like the ball, they whiff the ball and stuff or but yeah it's the way it is.
0: Uh, the other, the other thing I wanted to point out. So uh, as far as you guys on the fence with uh, Efrain Alvarez, do you guys think that he would, he would make an impact on Mexico, or should we just let USA take him?
1: I think it's up to him, Jaime. <laughs> We're talking I, about like it's up to us. Uh, I I feel he should weigh his options and see where, you know, like. I, I'm I'm I don't know if he's talked to the coaches and I think you get a good a good feeling for that because it's not just the selection, it's it's also your career and being with selection helps your career. Absolutely. Um so I I do think you're gonna want to be at least in the selection where the, at least the coach says that they have like a, you know, they have you in mind because they want you to be part of their proceso and so so if, if it depends what they tell you, like you're gonna be part of this roster or you could fight to be part of it, you know? So I, I I would just have to weigh your options and, and see what what's better for you. I think it's good to have that, to have two two selecciones offer you
0: um so
1: i, I think uh, uh i think uh, it's like as a fan though as as a fan if you did choose us i, I wouldn't i wouldn't care To i would yeah that's wouldn't
0: what care. i'm saying yeah, that's what i'm saying it's like i can't think of one player that chose the other team and and we're like you know we're still suffering for it like that's just never happened these guys are mediocre they have mediocre careers oh. they you know they had a, you know, like a couple Dang. I'm just I'm being honest Gringo Torres and 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 Edgar Castillo come on man those guys were average they're not players that were that were going to take up a spot in the World Cup roster for Mexico okay they were they were average players
2: and look who we're talking about now this guy is just barely breaking into the first team he was he was like lighting it up with the second team for LA Galaxy for LA Galaxy an MLS team so now he's barely or or you know he's had a little bit of time in the first team barely and we're you know, so what, what is that going to make us, you know, strive to get this guy for if he was like lighting it up in Europe with Darren or, or then we would be like, okay, yeah, we need to go after this guy. Yeah. So I think, I think Mexico should put, put forth a good effort, but be, be realistic and say, okay, look, this is where, you know, we think you could, you know, we have all this stuff to provide you. We have a bigger, you know, uh, I guess a bigger team than the U S and, and spotlighting his skills, you know, in the world cup maybe, or in Copa America, or in all these big tournaments and more eyes are on the Mexican national team than say the U S for example. Um, So in that aspect, you know, you could, you could attract him, but then you can say, okay, well we see you as maybe a bench player, (laughs) you know, realistically.
0: All right. this, This is me being straight up. Like, look, This is, like, it's so crazy how the tables have turned. It used to be an honor to even be considered to defend your country or represent it, man. That was, like, it used to to have some weight. Now they're over here, you know, trying to, hey, I got candy in my van. You want to hop in? You know, it's just like this is a joke, man. Like, if if that opportunity ever came across my, you know, like oh, I choose between USA, and Mexico, it wouldn't even be up for a debate. I already know I'm going to play for Mexico. That's you shouldn't even have to consider. Oh, which side should I go for? You know, which goes to show that like we don't want people that are like on the fence or like Pocho, like they don't know. You know what I mean? No, screw that, bro. If he's if he was really, really good, I'd be like, all right, maybe we should like, you know, try and get this guy. But he's 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 playing in the MLS, playing for LA Galaxy. It's not like he's lighting up in Europe. I'd rather go for that one guy uh, from Argentina that you know was linked with Mexico just because he was born there, um and he was like scoring some goals in Europe. I'd rather go for that guy, you know? <laughs> but like <laughs> come on, man.
2: Oh that that brings up the uh that brings up the capitalism and in soccer, <laughs> that whole topic. Uh, that was that was some crazy stuff. But oh uh, yeah, the capitalism, like going after the money. Like yeah, you sure sure you want to make a good career? And we've talked about it with Chicharito, but I think he's 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 a professional soccer player, so you're making good money. And you're not making maybe as much and millions and millions like other players are, but you're making good money. And so pride has to come into to it where, like, if you feel the Mexican national team, if you feel the colors of Mexico, then go for it. And if U.S., you know, gives you more cash, then, you know, it's not all about material wealth and capitalism. It's about your heart. And you might choose the lesser offer, and go play with Mexico. And this is what I said sort of with Chicharito. And I guess Joel and I we sort of were going back and forth on the whole thing. Where you need to, you know, look for your family, look for your future and stuff like that. You don't need to make millions and millions. You can make hundreds of thousands and hundreds of thousands and it's be okay for yourself and for your family. As long as you go with your heart. And if that's Mexico in this case, then then go for it. But if not, this guy's this guy's caught in the middle though. I rather and That's where the decision is for everyone is like they they always they always go for their finances. They always go for what's best financially instead of what the heart is. Cuz
1: well, cuz cause, cause it's it's your career, Chicky's. It's it's you you could have 10 years or less as as a professional and that's what you've been doing for many years and it's like it's not easy like to go from being a soccer player to you know, you work in in a cubicle, uh, doing a call center or something. So it's it's they have to make as much money as they can in the short time that they're there, um, you know. And then after that, maybe invest or it depends. But I, I think that's 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 a good enough reason, Cheekies, I don't know if you. Uh, I I think you equate maybe the the careers with the players that make it big, and it's. You know, it's a bit unfair for the rest of the players that are not going to make as much money as the top. As
2: I would say, like, because yeah, for me it doesn't matter. Like the 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 difference in salary for like a Slatan and and this kid, this kid's not going to be in the poorhouse. Now, if you were like a like a Central American, maybe like a, a player from Guatemala. And you were going to make, let's say, $20,000 a year playing in Guatemala, but you were given an offer to play in Mexico. But say it was your dream to play professional in in Guatemala and nowhere else. But you were given an offer in Mexico, and you're going to sell out your soul to go play with your enemy Mexico, and they're going to give you $200,000 a year then sure, do it, because maybe $20,000 a year is barely going to get you through for your family and, and what you need. Um, but that isn't the case. You're not going to suffer. Ifrein Alvarez is not going to suffer um, because he's making, you know, instead of making a million dollars, he's only making $200,000, you know? He's still going to be well off.
3: I well,
0: said, yeah, I think if he ends up playing for Mexico, it won't be because of him. It'll be because of his parents. I think his parents are probably like telling him to play, you know, represent Mexico because that's where they were born. But I'm sure, like the you know, he was born in the United States. He he has the lingo, he he the culture, all that stuff.
1: But behind the majority of pochos they choose Mex over the U.S.
0: I, I it think it depends, man. I think realistically he knows that he has a better chance of making it and getting into a World Cup roster if he goes on the on the on the US side. And I know that for Mexico, it would probably make his parents proud, maybe himself proud, but he knows the chances of him making a World Cup roster or even getting, you know, capped in the senior squad is gonna be very, very like the chances are very, very small, and and it's going to be a lot more competitive, and it's up to him to to see if he has the balls or, or the mindset to, you know, to take on that challenge.
2: Also, with the hype, with the hype of all the players that the US is generating, like all the European players and stuff, they're, they're, their 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 roster is getting stacked. Senio so Dest
0: and yeah, Pulisic and Reyna and yeah. I mean it as of, be hard for
2: on both ends he might have to go to uh he might have to say oh my great grandfather is from uh, Costa Rica Can I go play? <laughs> <laughs> Can I go play for Costa Rica?
0: <laughs> yeah, who knows. But uh that that's just one thing that that happened that I thought was interesting. Um every now and then we always have a player that has to choose between, you know, US or Mexico and uh, for me it's it's always been like uh if it's ever one of those players they weren't even worth having in the first place. You know, maybe over 20, 30 years from now when you know the MLS finally starts kicking off and and more and more players are playing uh in in that league and it's more competitive, maybe we'll we'll get to a a point where oh shit, we're actually going to have to try and, and poach this Mexican American player, but as of right now, there's plenty of talent in Mexico. We don't need to be over here asking them to to pick one side or the other. We have plenty of talent in Mexico, man. We have Chevy Martinez, you know. We have uh, we have a lot of great players. Kind of going back to Liga MX and then we can wrap this up. So again, uh, Atlas with that um with that technicality beats America 3-0. Pumas What is going on with Pumas, man? They lost to Leon. These two teams were in a final just a few months ago. And Pumas right now are in 17th position with five points. And Leon, I mean, it's not that much better. They have seven points. What is going on with both of these teams, Cheekies?
2: Pumas just, uh, you know, I I disagreed with one of the tweets Martin had. He said... Last season's success was undeserved. Oh, I, wow. think was, I think that was—I think that was the—and he said it's coming back to bite us this season, where the reality is coming through, like Puma's reality as far as quality and results is what's going on right now, instead of what happened last time, which included maybe—I don't—I don't, I don't want to say—I forget what the exact words he used, but I think it was, um, you know, a lot of luck that happened and wasn't realistic. And this is, you know, what we deserve.
0: Was right it now. imposter syndrome or something like?
2: Uh, the... No, it was, it was like something the... else, but it, I didn't agree with it. I mean, I, th- I think if you get the result, it's because um, it's sure fortune and maybe some luck comes into it. But it's because you do what you need to do to put to score goals. So I don't think it was it was like luck. It was fortune and it was them taking advantage of it. Now it's just not working out. And you know, we all know that Pumas doesn't have the big roster and the, all the huge talent to, you know, in bad situations or slumps to bring it their level you know,
1: up.
3: And also, so
2: they're struggling.
1: That's the big. That's a big. Yeah, that's a big one. The roster, their limited roster, and and when you when you have a team like Pumas that because they played well, we, we looked at their stats as far as like scoring goals, goals conceded, uh, even goals off a set place. So I mean, you have that, Tremendous season, and it it, people are gonna take you more serious, you know. Now, now it's like, oh snap, Spumas! We we better prepare good to go up against this team, and you know, even like their striker, uh, Dineno, was it Dineno? And and, wait, wasn't he? Didn't get injured, chickies?
0: I think he he was injured. Yeah,
1: missing him. So I mean, that that's probably hurting them too, but. I, I think uh that's a big reason where where the teams now all of a sudden are like they're more aware of you and 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 like you said having that limited roster is more difficult to bring a surprise or to cover to cover some notice, noticeable absences and that just makes it more difficult but I don't I don't think yeah I don't agree with Martin the whole of, of it's a little bit too far man that, that was but I have a quote here from uh from Liliani uh, it's what is it from it's from the 21st so it's from a few days back but he said I feel I feel sad and, and I'm a bit preoccupied uh, we need to come out of this bad moment that we've had uh, what is it wait oh man okay he's talking about now um their situation and he says I attribute it that there are players that need to become they need to take charge of of their that he's saying that they have a um bajo nivel in English that will be their drop in form. So they need to own up to that they dropped in form. And he said that he takes some blame and he says that he's made some mistakes when it comes time to electing what players to to put in the field so he does he does feel some of the players relaxed a bit and i I don't, I don't know how the code goes something about like when you succeed doesn't mean you have it made now you have to work even harder to keep succeeding and so i think i think that plus the not having you know a, a deeper squad where you could have some of the players challenging the the first teamers. It, it could also make them relax because then they feel that they're guaranteed a starting eleven.
0: I'm just gonna say, man, they overachieved last season. I mean, nobody thought of Bumas as a contender. They only lost one game. I mean, they they I think they even outperformed their own expectations. So I think the oh, by a lot. So you know, for them to go into this season, they're looking at you know the same thing with Leon the campionitis. You know they kind of let their guard down, like hey, you know what, we did a lot last season, like we can kind of you know put our uh, foot off the gas. And then they also well,
1: not not just last, but like the last three for Leon.
0: <laughs> and and um another thing too is a big mistake, and it maybe just goes to show like maybe they're just not a team that has a lot of money. They they sold one of their best players, you know, with uh, Cocoliso. Uh, sold them to Tigres you know so it's like yeah, and then they ended up uh last minute buying a player uh Gabriel Torres I think from Panama but I haven't really heard much from from him you know
2: and Ligini Le- 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 says uh he says exactly what we're talking about I just found a quote from from him I think it might be part of what he what you were saying Joel. he says he's he um he feels bad but he says the resources that we have Aren't enough. Um, for every little error, we're paying the price, um, and so so that's pretty much what you know. the the loss of of uh, of uh, Coco Liso, the loss of uh, of him, yeah, and the resources that they have is just not sufficient as far as players and everything to to keep that level high as it was last time. And so, like, if you make a, um, a single mistake, you can't afford to make, like, little mistakes um, if you don't have those those resources on the field. Yeah. Because yeah, they're look, cost look, at you. The,
1: look at the big teams. Um, when they win for the next season, they still go out and try to bring in top players. Yeah. They don't exactly... Um, what was it, Barcelona? I, I, was it... You guys could refresh me when they won the Champions League. And I think they the next season they went and got
0: Henry. Uh, I must have been a minute. That was a that long was time what? ago. That was a long time ago, man. I thought you were going to okay, bring I'm up right. like a yeah. recent, you know. <laughs> 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 I mean, Henri. that's when like Rafa was still playing in and, and
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you see it with, with big teams, though. Uh, we don't need to go back that, you know. We don't need to dig out the the encyclopedia um you know that's that's how they stay competitive because they know that that teams are going to come after them so they they need to they always need to keep well yeah
0: they have to sustain that level of
1: yeah there you go yeah it's tough bringing fresh blood and all that
0: the 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 reality is it's not that same level or the demand is not that high in mexico i mean you can go on a three or four game tear and all of a sudden you're back in Ligia, you know? So I think that's the reality is a lot of these teams are kind of just like, Hey, you know what? There's 12 spots uh, mathematically with two, three, you know, good wins. We're, We're back in the, in the mix and, and, you know.
1: Yeah. We, we did talk about it here about like Pumas to maintain. They needed to try to find another player of, you know, right up there with the nano caliber and they brought the panamanian guy and i thought it was a good find but i think he's 35 so that he's 31 31 oh yeah that's
0: yeah i mean it's not it's not like ideal
1: oh man i don't know
0: (laughs) again they went to the big lots they stuck their hand in there and they
1: they've been at big lots man (laughs) not just big lots but but the, the bargain bin big lots
0: I mean, this guy, if you look at his his uh, portfolio, I mean, this guy's been on a new team every year for the last, like, you know, since his career started. Yeah. So it's like he's been all over. Uh, last was in yeah. Chile, you know, so.
1: Yeah, and I mean, no, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I still think Puma's dropped the ball here uh, as far as, like, trying to build... For you know build on what they had, where I thought that if they would have if they would have played themselves, they would have been challenging for the league uh instead they're like let let let's milk this team for what it has,
0: yeah i so I mean again, this is one of the disadvantages of having a short season format is. You can literally just let yourself go, you know, and, and like, that's the difference when it's a long season format, you have to stay consistent, you have to keep winning and you get rewarded, you know, for doing that. Whereas in Mexico, there, there is no reward. Look at Cruz Azul, look at how many titles they could have won in a long season format. If you were to add up all the points, they, they would have accumulated mathematically, but they got no reward for that. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's not about who's the most consistent. It's about having the right hot streak and 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 that's what ends up you know crowning champions uh in in mexico is you just got to be hot you got to be at the right time at the right place you know if you have a crazy 10 10 game winning streak and then you just fall you know flat on your face come Liga time you're you're limited in the first round so it's, it's all about timing in, in mexico yeah
1: yeah no agreed
0: and that's why it was so weird last season to see the first place team and the second place team in the final that very rarely happens so it was actually kind of kind of you know it's kind of weird to see that um and then now even weirder to see both of those teams just doing terrible it's like wow <laughs> uh yeah
1: and, you know we, we've talked about the, the stat of how uh 60% of the time one of the liguilla finalists Fails to make the Liguilla in the next, you know, in the ensuing tournament. Yeah, and so that's that's happening to both of these teams, Um, and but I I do think I do think León will bounce back. Um, I think I don't know I don't know about Pumas. I I still I still um still have high hopes for Liliani, and I think he's gonna he's gonna figure something out you know this this type of challenge is going to test him as a as a coach and as we've seen last season was his first you know his first run this is this is barely his second uh so growing pains right there for him but i think i think based on what he's shown us i think he'll he'll figure something out man but i do think uh, eventually the the directiva of the Pumas is gonna have to open their coin purse and and help them a bit with the refuerzos. Uh, I mean, you you can't just count on on the on the youth because you're not always gonna have, you know. Even even the best youth youth squads have dried up. Everywhere from Boca to Ajax and Barca, they, they you know you're, you no matter how good you are, you, you're not always gonna have those top prospects. Um, so I think that's Pumas, man, they need to stop being codos, cheekies, man. Start a yeah. start a GoFundMe or something.
2: <laughs> you need better offers at the Marshalls, man, or at the <laughs> big lots. Big lots. You need to find the the hidden gem at the on the on the racks. Sometimes you get like a authentic jersey instead of the fake ones. I mean, oh.
0: those those grow in your own garden, man. I I don't know, understand this whole mentality of we have to seek. You know, uh, players abroad when yeah. there's plenty of talent in Mexico, um,
2: that's, and that's part like of Pumas was known before as like good for their uh, their their uh, their youth teams and bringing yeah, up um, their youth, but not not. I mean, there's still a little bit, but not as much as before. And maybe they need to concentrate more on that. But as far as Pumas, um, you know, improving, like Joel says, he's wishing the best for Lili, Ligini and everything. No better time to start than uh, this weekend against the uh, goats.
0: Oh no, <laughs> oh. no! Although you know, to be fair, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Chivas. Uh, you know, they 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 play the last, the worst team in the league, Pachuca. They couldn't even beat them. Uh, they were up one nil with uh, Jesus Molina scoring off a corner kick. Unfortunately, uh, Pachuca tied things up in the second half, and they almost won the game had it not been for a tremendous save. By Gudinho, saved the penalty kick. He's very good at penalties. And Chivas hold on to a draw, which to me feels like a defeat against the worst team in the league. I.
1: Yeah. Chivas not looking good, man. They have not been looking good. Uh, a lot of criticisms. Chivas, hermanos, already want. They want Busa's head. And I, I'm sticking to my guns. Uh, just get to Liguilla. I don't really care. Uh. Chermanos, forget, it's not like there's a long line of world-class coaches waiting to take over Chivas and if we saw anything recently it's been a long string of of like, you know people just starting now or, or that haven't done much so like Cardoxo, you know and, and just so many coaches like that and so I, I think having someone like uh, Buse, and I know he's not coaching good, but his track record, you're not going to find anyone else with that type of track winning record. At least, yeah, at least without shelling some, some big bucks. Uh, just hold on, man. Hold hold on. Uh, I would wait till it's the full fracaso. So I'll, I'll give him to the end of the season, but I'm, I'm confident he's making Liguilla again. And and then once there, uh, another, another nicer price.
0: I mean, Pachuca is thanking us because up until then, <laughs> it was a straight up beatdown. I mean, if you look at the last five matches for P- Pachuca, all of them defeats except us. Uh, with Chivas two draws, a win, and two losses. I mean, it's it's bad, man. It's bad. And then we're gonna play against Pumas, who are in you know second to last place. And you kind of feel like, oh, you know, maybe we can beat that. We're not beating anybody right now. It's 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 just it's bad.
1: Yeah, they, did, they did win, and who who it was the win over um Leon Leon. So I mean, Chivas just wants to fight the big teams, man. So and and they give the little guy. It's like Robin Hood. Steal from the rich and, and give to the poor, so so, I I'm okay with that. Um, yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Well, yeah, it was a disappointing match. Um, Chicote, good news, he's back. He was he was out with COVID. He played for the sub twenty. He scored a goal. He scored
1: right, yeah.
0: They lost three two, but you know the important thing is uh, you know he'll be back in the lineup soon. I hope. But at this point, man, I've lost all hope for this season. I know it's we're we're seven games in it's too soon to you know, but it's just like the fact that they're not really playing well is is really upsetting me and you know they're they're just leaving points on the table and and uh i I can't that even happened. i can't I can't imagine but they're
1: only six points I mean,
0: yeah, but it's like, look, man, we can't even do it against these teams like what happens when we play America what happens when we play you well, know I
1: mean if you could have said what happened that's what. The question was when they played Leon and they won. So I think uh I think this team is built for that. I hope so. And I know it it doesn't look like that on the field, but I've seen it results wise
0: Cuz the way this Yeah, the way the season ends for Chivas is a nightmare. I mean their last game of the season against Tigres, the week before that it's against um uh Tijuana which are doing really well. I mean, you got like Rayados still to play. You still got Cruz Azul to play. I mean, you got some really, really headache, headaches coming on. So it's just like, and there's games pending. That's another thing too. Rayados, Leon still have yet to play. Juarez still has a game yet to play. It's just like, damn, man. Like we could literally be like right now we're 13th with seven points. But when it's all said and done, we could be even further down the table. It's like, it's, it's bad. (laughs)
1: it looks it looks more worse than it is i'll say that because um yeah looking at the table they're only like three points from seventh and six points from like third um so yeah chivas is in
0: 13th yeah but leon and juarez still have a game to play you know so if it's like if one of them wins then Chios are even further down the table you know what i mean
1: Wait, only Leon, because Juarez is, is already on top, so they wouldn't that wouldn't drop to Yeah, just Leon. If Leon wins, um, they they could send them to fourteen. But I mean, even so, I mean, so they have seven points, uh, three more points. That's San Luis. They have all seven games. I will put them in seventh. Uh even Tigres has ten well Tigres has one game less. But even seventh does Liguilla. I mean isn't twelfth Liguilla?
0: Twelfth is Liguilla.
1: Yeah, for <laughs> so seven, but um so six points I was saying. So that would be two wins. And I will put them at thirteen points. That's America at third place. Uh or even one up before Tijuana, which is twelve. I mean it's it's I don't think it has escaped. I don't think they're a position where it's like it's 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 lost. It's gonna be hard for them to get back in the fight. They're very much still in the fight, you know. I, but I do think it looks bad because as you said, they can't beat the last place team. So it looks it looks pretty bad. But then again you have them beating Leon, the champions. So it's like
0: it's backwards. It's but, all... <laughs> but
1: across across the board, you you've seen some results like that, where some of the teams are getting uh, results or, or or doing like teams that weren't doing too good doing doing better. Um, so like San Luis, they're in seventh place, way better than last season. Oh yeah, you know, um, and even Querétaro and and you know some of the Toluca that that just had a horrible, not horrible, but they managed to bounce back. But but they've been pretty consistent now, and I wouldn't expect them to be one of the more consistent teams. But they are; they're they're right up there. So um, you never know, man. I I, I still think Chiwas is gonna is gonna be there in at the end of the, they'll make the big dance. I, I'm 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 still very positive of about that.
0: I guess one way of looking at it is, uh, you know, you get out of the funk now. It's I guess it's better to be in the funk right now, you know. Yes, touch and,
1: heat going into Ligia.
0: And then, you know, hopefully start winning some games towards the end instead of the opposite where you have a great start to the season and then you start to slip. So I guess it it can only get better, right? I guess that's the, the mentality you have to. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what I agree with? You.
1: They need to take advantage of the rivals. But so they do have Pumas at home, then they play Querétaro followed by Mazatlán, and so these are these are all, I would say rivals that are like accessible. They then they face América, then then it gets a bit complicated because they'll face América, Monterrey, Santos, yep. Cruz Azul, yep. which that's gonna be man, that's a, that's gonna be a tough block of teams right there. And well, it doesn't even get Tijuana. Who knows how they'll be. Uh, and then finally, towards the end, Atlas. But then they close off against Tigres. So I do think, as long as they keep getting points, you know, uh, I think that would. So I, I would say they, they can't lose in these next three games. Uh, they can't, they shouldn't lose because that's just going to make it really tough and force them to get a result against the stronger teams. Yeah. So I think as long as they, so yeah, I think that was big that they didn't lose Pachuca. I think that would have hurt them a lot in the long run. They would have lost to Pachuca, and so that was huge, man. I oh yeah, that. it was. It was, was gonna
0: be the cherry on top. top. That penalty, it was gonna be the cherry on top. Like, of course, you know, we're gonna lose yeah. to the worst team in the, you know. But then Gudinho, he got us out of it. He also got us into it, also. So he's kind of like his worst, you know, because <laughs> that that was a terrible goal, you know, the goal that he conceded it was terrible. There's rumors about Cota, uh potentially coming back to Chivas, and uh, you can see why. You know, I think Gudino re- should have a little bit of competition.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, because they haven't been, you know, both Chivas keepers, Tonio Rodriguez, Gudino, uh, still very young, still, still green in some respects, and I think. Team like Chivas, it it hurts them to not have a very solid keeper, uh, and and if and they could have one that could organize the defense even better. Uh, I'm not sure if Cota was good at that, but you do have some of these keepers that are like like my best example. I would say is uh, Oswaldo Sanchez. You know, he would be like reading the the game and and making sure players knew. If like oh, this guy keeps sneaking in through the you know through the left or whatever, and he'll be yelling at them, or this guy is you know you're losing your mark or whatnot, yeah. and you do have that, and i I do think they would benefit from a player like that, especially if your defense isn't that that good, you wanna have or or at least a center defender that's that commanding, and I don't think they they're missing that you know, and and there's like really no players like that right now the only one i could think of and he was from santos he went to spain i don't even know where he's at anymore uh what was this guy's name uh marchesine god damn no no no.
0: he
1: he was at santos and and then he went to to spain what was this guy's name oh man he's a the what defender it's a defender
0: Huh? Araujo. Yeah, Nestor Nestor Araujo. Araujo. Oh,
1: there you go. Uh, Nestor Araujo, I think, where is he at, man? I haven't heard of that. He's still over there, huh? Is he still? Yeah. Does he even play? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does.
0: Yeah, he's like a starter. Okay,
1: well, I think him, someone like that, but I don't think there is, there is much to choose from in Mex. So, Unless they find, they find a, a Marquez player at the juveniles, uh, it's tough. It's going to be really tough for Chivas, and I do think bringing Cota would help a lot. Uh, he, he just I mean, he, he went he, on to become.
0: He knows a, how to win titles.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, but I think he has that, you know, more of a commanding presence, and I think for for Chivas right now, like like it kind of sucks the situation they're in cuz i do think that Tonio and and gudinho are talented but i think they're they're put in a spot where it's it's hard harder for them to
0: well their their mistakes are, are amplified you know
1: yeah and more exactly exactly yeah. so when I, they when
0: they concede a goal it's even worse you know it's it's cuz you're at the biggest club we're in a rut and the last thing you need yeah. is is to be doing you know shit like that so it's like and and that's when you start then, to see, oh, it's time to you know, put Kota in and there. And they should
1: have a a veteran there to learn from. Like instead of, I mean, it's good that they're competing with each other, but but also if you have that more veteran player, and then you're sort of seeing how he handles stuff, and you learn from that too, and and you're competing to to take that dude down, um, you know, which would be more difficult than than another. Young, young keeper. So I, I think they would benefit. I think that's what they need. Um, that's, they've been needing for a long time. Uh, you know, a solid keeper and and uh, and a really good center defender, right there. Organized, organized the back.
0: So celebrating a slide tackle is not what is required of a center back.
1: Nah, but I do like his attitude, man. I do like that he plays hard. Also, but, um,
0: putting craters in people's uh, quads, is, is, that's also not a...
1: It's, yeah, it's just, he's more balls than brains. But you, you need a bit of each, though, you know? You, you need you need that important. What's Héctor uh, Reynoso need...
0: up to nowadays? Let's bring him back, man. He he knows how to organize the defense.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's... He's, I don't know.
0: Also, when is Sorry. this Armote is going to go to Europe? Because if he's just going to stay at Yerraels then we'll gladly take him.
1: Yeah, well, I think Chivas tried, but I think Rael's was like, nope, we're not selling. So that's been the other thing that happened to Chivas where a lot of clubs, they're just not selling. They don't care to sell because they know. They know it's hard to, it's hard to find replacements. I mean, and they don't want to end up with, you know eleven extranjeros uh, so that's that's been the other thing that's been hurting Chivas, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, I think they uh their prospects it's like uh three to four years of uh that's how long it takes you know to take a prospect from the academy and and start to see the the returns on that, and yeah.
1: Pulirlo,
0: you know, it's, it's long. Um, The other results, and then we'll wrap this up. Very, very misleading scoreline if you are looking at the Tiras-Tijuana game. Tiras was actually winning very comfortably 3-0 at one point. Um, And just out of nowhere, Tijuana scored two goals in the stoppage time. So it looked a lot closer than it actually was. Tiras were, were taking care of business. Uh, they won 3-2. And then uh, Querétaro was up to... They're about to celebrate three points. But Puebla was able to uh, salvage a draw with a penalty. So uh, that was the Jornada 7 results. And uh, Atlético San Luis and Tigres will kick off matched week 8 on Thursday. That actually should be a pretty good game, you know, just because San Luis have been in great form. They're racist, so they have that going. for <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. This is number seven versus number eight. So, um, I, I think it's you got nothing else to do on Thursday. Be a good match to watch.
1: Yeah, indeed.
0: indeed. Um, and then you got Puebla Necaxa on Friday, Mazatlán Querétaro. Uh, Toluca Atlas, America Pachuca, Leon Cruz Azul. Okay. And then, uh, Rayados Tijuana, Santos Juarez, and then Chivas Puma. So, those are the, those are the fixtures for this week. Uh, also, Canelo is fighting on Saturday, so, we got that going on. <laughs> we got that. Okay, I, I can see, I can see
1: things shaping up. Uh, so, I want to ask Chiki since he's here. How, how do you see Pumas matching up with, with the Coats?
2: That'll be mediocrity and abundance. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: no, but do you, you think they could bounce back or do you think it's it's going to be...
2: I always have confidence going against Chivas.
1: Um... Oh my goodness. For, for a team that went 30 years without being able to Win in, in Guadalajara, thirty, 30 years, chicky's.
2: One um, one
1: win in thirty years.
2: They've Staying had good results, though. Like recently, they've had good results. Like they would go in with and get tie. I mean, I I thought there were actual wins, but they would go in and get ties uh, plenty of times in uh, in Guadalajara. And uh, and then even at home, of course, get some good results in recent years. Um, so as opposed to America, like every time, it seems like every time. Pumas would play America. They would always be. They always lose. Uh, but with Chivas, there's a little bit more luck, and especially since Chivas hasn't been playing well as of late, there might be a little bit of a chance. But um, this smells. Is-
0: this smells like a zero-zero draw, and it's gonna suck ass. That's what. This, that's what the yeah. kind of game.
1: Okay.
0: It just <laughs> feels <laughs> like that kind of game, man. I, hopefully, I'm wrong, but
1: well, well, you know, this is the thing. I think in the last. It's a four or five games. Chivas has scored goals, so that's one positive that I said. That at least they're scoring. You know, uh, JJ Mag went four games straight scoring. Uh, he this would have been his fifth, but he couldn't get on the record. I mean, on the scoring sheet. Um, but I think, I think that is for me one positive that, that the team has has been finding the back of the net. I would have been more concerned if it couldn't score goals. The striker True. was dried up. But I think that the fact that they're scoring, uh, I haven't been able to watch, man. I watched a bit of the last game. I'm not sure how well Alexis Vega is playing. Uh, but I know I know him being in top form will help the team immensely. Uh and I, I think having Chicota back is gonna be another another boost for the team.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. If you're scoring goals and still losing, at least you're scoring goals where?
1: Yeah. You have something to build on. Uh, oh. You
0: know? Yeah, I, I just remembered, um, you know, Jesus Molina, he has two goals this season, both from corner kicks. And we had talked about in the last episode why, you know, uh, Vucetich doesn't rate Nene Beltran. And it's simply yeah. for it's simply for that reason. He's 5-4, man. What the hell is he going to do on corner kicks? um it's just one of those sad truths you know it's like hey you know unless you're standing on someone's shoulders there's you're gonna be on the bench man and it ended up being decisive you know scoring from free kick or a, go- a corner rather
1: not just scoring but defending uh you know and especially a team like pumas that had a really good record of of scoring from set place last season so you're going up against them you you're not going to throw the five foot four dude in there. (laughs) I think unfortunately for Beltran, I think it's a guy that they would want to use, but I guess it's only like under certain circumstances. No, maybe they have a two zero lead or, or, yeah. Or they have control of the game or something like that. But in pretty much all the Chivas games have been very close. uh, And so that, that's just made it more difficult where the, the guy doesn't, doesn't, um, just doesn't trust that he's gonna be able to that they might they might take that advantage of in in a set play or a corner kick or what have you. Yeah, yeah and, and it sounds like it sounds like kinda of petty but but we even side with um you know with the comments of, of Hans Westerhoff, you know, when he tells Reynoso you're not fast enough. That was basically it, you know. Like you're not you're not faster than Massa or Salcedo. I mean, Salcido. So that's why that's why they get in front of you. And he was able to train, you know, to improve his speed. Unfortunately for, for Beltran, there's really not much he could do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what kind of advice <laughs> you can get stilts or something. I don't know. Get a
1: <laughs> no i mean there'll be teams that will like built around that yeah you know but i guess it depends to the coach and and so that's, that's it's
0: all up to the coach you know how you put them in this puzzle piece and that's why they get paid the big bucks and i think that's the biggest criticism that he's gotten this season it's not necessarily like the output of the team it's it's mainly how he's gotten this team organized you know he's playing Players out of position or making up positions. Like there's just a lot of criticism going on the on the tactical side of things. That for me, I'm not very you know savvy like that. We need to have the the profe on here to you know maybe he can give us perspective yeah. on on that side of things. But um, that's been some of the some of the stuff I've been reading on Twitter when it comes to uh, yeah. the criticism.
1: Well, I I would say Chivas even is in that similar position as Pumas. We're talking about a team that is not, that doesn't have that much depth. Let us remember, they lost recently, what was it, four or five players? Uh, because of the shenanigans. So that has hurt the team. Uh, and I had a fellow Chihuahua bro keep saying, how how is it improving? I mean, it, it improves in the locker room, in the discipline, but obviously it's hurting them, yeah. especially hurting them uh that they weren't able to replace. You That's know, the big they one. Yeah. They, and, and, and it's like we said earlier, cause teams aren't selling. They're just, nope. <laughs> and not, they're not buying not either. They.
0: All those players were left. Yeah, they, they left on loan.
1: Exactly. Yeah, they're exactly. And that hurts the team. But I mean, she was put in that position by the players. It's not like they want to hurt the team. You know, it's, yeah. they're not in that business of doing that. Uh, it was just the players kept...
0: They had to make kept, an example you know? out of them, you know?
1: Yeah, and it was it was not, like, right away because um, we've seen since Pelais came, and that was one of the hopes, at least for me, that a lot of this stuff would stop happening because, you know, Chivas, a team, three years, no Liguilla, and, and players still, like, out partying and fucking around, and you're like, well, how how serious is this, you know? To me, it's, that's no difference than Chicharrova. Not scoring and and playing video games or whatnot. <laughs> it's, it's right up there, man. So so I think you know coming in and not saying we're you know we're very serious, man. Don't party till we've earned that right to party. And 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 it was still happening with with you know some of the videos we were seeing, which I think even makes it worse. You know they're putting it on Instagram, they get yeah. shit-faced and whatnot, and uh, going out when they're when they're told they can't because of the COVID and all that. And so I think this whole thing that was going to wrap, you know, because of the allegations of, like, uh, rape and whatnot, and, you know, you just don't want the club and and the players just being distracted by that.
0: Absolutely. So, I mean,
1: they just, they had to, I mean, you know.
0: They they, did the right thing. they
1: left the thing with no choice. They have no choice because if you don't do nothing, then no one's going to take you serious.
0: I mean they they blew their own legs off, you know because of the fact that they can only sign Mexican players because the market's so tough and they have trouble you know signing players, and then you just had to, you you just had to get rid of four or five of' them. it's just that's tough man
1: <laughs> yeah but it's in a strong message, you know it to, does to the to the players that are left there and even to the juveniles that are that are watching because they're they're seeing that you know. You got us juveniles seeing that. And then for the past whatever years, juveniles were seeing Chivas was like the party team. So they were, you know, they were like Chico they, State. They, they're <laughs> they're growing up with that, uh, that mentality already. And that's just to me, it's just it was just wrong.
3: Yeah,
0: they're all they're um, all getting advice from like trophies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're
1: sounds funny, but it's true, man. And, like, uh,
0: just, you know.
1: The parties, they're choice. getting
0: they're getting advice from from Chofis they're also getting like um, dating advice from uh, Villalpando like hey man if she's if she's got grass on it you know you can play on there and it's just terrible terrible yeah. uh, role models to look up to so it, it definitely sets the tone for unfortunately right now we're kind of going it's weird because when it had happened we ended up going to you know yeah anyways and 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 beating america and and going against leon and stuff yeah so it it, it felt like oh wow you know we don't need them screw them but now we're starting to see like damn we really need some depth damn this is where like trophies could you know yeah come in the game uh, (laughs) yeah
1: yeah and i think that's that's part of the reason if if uh who is experimenting because you can't just hope that you're not going to need a player here and, and then just out of, you know, last minute, throw someone in there. So I think you slowly start. I mean, especially that makes it harder short season, but you have to experiment one way or another. You do have to try variants and, and ultimately see what's going to work. So I, I, I that's why I just – I'm leaving the criticism of, of this – decisions to the end of the season man because that's that's i'll I'll wait to see if it paid off or not yeah i'm not gonna pretend to to know more than than the king Midas, man he's 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 been in the game too long
0: yeah i agree so what an episode we had for you guys tonight covering all of the drama and incidents that happened last week. I do want to leave the pod with some good news. Uh Raul Jimenez is back training with the first team now. So he's getting slowly, slowly back into, uh, he's getting stronger, which is, which is good news, not just for wolves, but for the national team, because right now we have a striker crisis with him being out with Chicharo and Vela being right now on vacation. You got JJ Mack who's being called up for the pre-Olympico I mean right now we don't have any strikers we have maybe Henry Martin maybe a good opportunity to see what Ormeño's up to maybe he can you know take that success he said with Puebla and, and do it on the national team uh, but as of right now Mexico going into uh some friendlies next month who does that call you know it's just there's no there's no strikers <laughs> So uh
1: no, Chicharito's there he's, he's not scoring but he's there
0: No man he's uh, not even know, playing same, right same now Pella. You can't call the player that's mela. not playing.
1: Well, if you don't have no one, you, you'll sell tickets at least. Um, <laughs> uh, if they're leaving, if they're letting people in the stadium, Bella, uh, you know, just send him a hey. Do you want to? We'll give you tickets to the circus or whatever. Drive <laughs> <laughs> him somehow. Uh,
0: yeah, it's it's not looking good for the national team, at least for the next couple of. Uh months and then you know we got the world cup but
1: but for these moleros man uh just try try whoever you never know dude You, you never know who you find
0: true all right folks want to thank everyone for joining us tonight on the cantina mx podcast uh i know that the drama is only just beginning and and we'll have some more exciting episodes to come Hope everyone has a great night and stay safe out there.